Thinking about buying a car? Here are seven smart steps to take before you decide. Learn how to make the right choice with confidence. Let's get some perspective. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. My name is Sean Peters. I'm joined as always by my co-host Bob Barber. And today we're going to be talking about the seven things to consider before buying your next vehicle. And so we feel this will be a really helpful one to cover, whether you've got a little bit of money or a lot of money or somewhere in between. First and foremost, we're going to go over our scripture, James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, we do have one thing to cover before we get into the official seven things, but we're kind of bringing this episode to you because this is, I would say, very close to Bob's heart, because these are things that he does. And Bob, I'd say you're probably one of the few people that kind of enjoy the almost the game of buying a car. It's unfortunately, but I kind of do. Most of us do. get stressed out and yeah. frustrated with the yeah. whole process. So we're we're the idea here is we're going to hopefully try to glean from what Bob's experience. I played Monopoly when I was a kid, and you actually I, loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I was I'm talking like seven and eight years old. I was playing Monopoly. So that explains I, so much. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just it's kind of like that. So yeah, I know it's a process, and it can be so stressful. But Sean, cars are so expensive today. They, and vehicles and crazy I mean, expensive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We you know we've had several clients recently buy trucks, and I'm like, fifteen, sixty thousand dollars. And these are not the if loaded you're lucky trucks <laughs> for a truck. Oh my goodness. I mean, Bob, we yeah. live in a world now where you can buy a Kia that's sixty thousand dollars, and that's the normal price. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, if you told me that 10 years ago, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. Yep. I mean, I mean so the, anyway. So the, the, the first thing, I mean, we're going to have seven things that we're going to talk about when buying a car. This is not the first one, but it kind of is the most important thing that I see. Yeah. It's and the, that is, getting coming to this with the right mindset, I yeah. guess, is how you want to yeah. consider. That's right. So, so use your savings to buy a car not your investments. Don't, you know, a car is a depreciating asset, right. Sean. And for those who aren't up to date on their financial terms, depreciating meaning it goes down in overall value over With car, time. Yeah, cars go down yep. and investments go up. So, yeah. so over time. Don't, don't, don't take something that's growing and appreciating to put it into something that is depreciating. And now, losing an value over time. You know, an example of this is just take the $50,000 car. Which and, is probably average, I would yeah. say, nowadays. And you've got your, you know, long-term investment plan, let's say a balanced or a moderate portfolio, making okay. 6 or 7% a year. And so through the rule 72s, compound interest, we've shared that on some other programs. You know, that that 50, now, if you take that 50 out of the investment plan, it's not going to double to 100 in like 10 years. And right. it's not going to double to 200 in like 20 years. So okay. I always think of it this way. So over 20 years, the $50,000 could fairly easily grow to $200,000 in value. Based, based on historical results, right. that's right. So if you take that $50,000 out of your investment portfolio to buy a car, how much is the car going to be worth in 20 years? <laughs> I'm guessing ten or fifteen thousand at the most. Yeah, yeah, seems yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah. Would anybody um, want to be an investment plan where you're guaranteed to lose every single year? <laughs> I mean, no, no, not at all. No, but, but people do that with vehicles, and it it's just amazing how much money is wasted yeah. on vehicles. Yeah. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to go over the seven things to do before you buy your next vehicle, and hopefully, this will 
at least help you some in saving five or ten thousand dollars when you're buying that next vehicle. Uh, I th- I think what we just covered, Bob, kind of brings up a side point, if you will. But mm-hmm. if your only real option after we cover all these things, if your oh, okay. only real option to buy a car is to take money out of your investment portfolio, then don't buy the car in the first place. Right. Or you need to significantly lower your expectations of the kind of car that you want. You don't need the new $50,000 car. Maybe you need to get a used, not as nice of a car because I understand, we understand, like you have to have a vehicle nowadays. Right, you do. Especially if you have a growing family. But that does not mean you need to spend anywhere near $50,000. No, you could buy a three or four year old car that maybe has 50,000 miles on it, has another 150 to go. Yeah, exactly. 150,000 miles to go. Now, I understand okay. some of you don't have the savings either. So if you are going to, you're just absolutely going to buy one, you know, go talk to your credit union about the best interest rate deal exactly. you can get. I wouldn't use the dealership because they, they may yeah. have higher rates. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now on to the main go. event. All right. Now the seven things before buying that next vehicle. Number one, select the vehicle you want first and foremost by test driving a few at a dealership. But here's the kicker. Yes. Whatever you do, please do not buy for at least another three to four weeks. It will save you thousands of dollars. It will. I've seen it over and over. Do not let those emotions get involved. Get away from that dealership. Just find the car you want first Bob, because why, there's going to be a whole wait? lot. Going why should they wait three to four weeks? And not buy that first day at the dealership. Well, it's because the dealers oh, that's right. are not going to give you the best price on that first day. Yeah. You want them to sweat a little bit that's right. and try to move that unit, move that product off of their lot. So you give them a few more, few more weeks. You don't look desperate. So you're negotiating from a position of power. That's right. That, I, they'll always, they just keep lowering and lowering and lowering they the price. They want to get you in. Yep. So number two. After finding the exact make, model, color, and year that you're wanting to buy, search multiple websites. You want to get a good idea of what that car is actually worth, what it's going for mm-hmm. in the market right now. So cars.com, AutoTrader, Edmunds. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. And, and so, do it within about a five – they'll give you a mile radius. Do yeah. it within about a 500-mile radius, <clears throat> not just your local area. You know, a car, like, again, it's a $50,000 investments uh, investment. Oh, it's not in really an investment. <laughs> what would you call a car? I it's a necessary expense. It's a necessary yeah. expense. So it's not an asset. It's not an investment. So um, if you if you got to drive seven or eight hours to go get that car to save yourself five or six thousand dollars, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. Or just have it shipped. Yeah. Yeah, okay. sometimes it might it might even be worth it because if you can save six seven six thousand dollars, might be a thousand dollars to ship it. Well, great. You're going to be surprised <laughs> in the in the the variation. In dollar amounts yeah. on one of these websites like cars.com or edmunds.com or Auto Trader. One kind of sub bullet point on this though is when you're searching, if you're looking at a car and you're seeing that make, model, color, everything, but you know, similar mileage and the cars, let's say the car is around forty to fifty thousand dollars pretty much across the board. If all of a sudden you see a listing for thirty thousand, uh, that car's been damaged. Yeah, probably it's one of those mm-hmm. things where they're not being upfront about it, and there was something going on. And I actually learned that, uh, th- thankfully, not the hard way, but I learned that because I kept seeing for some of these used cars that Jen and I were, were looking at, like, man, why are some of these some of these options like so much better? And the car seems to be in really good shape. Yeah, and then you find out, oh, it's because they sell a lot of those. 
almost like refurbished because it was in a like water damage or it was in an accident mm-hmm. and it was totaled. And like there's all kinds of stuff. So it's, if so, it's, it's the old saying, but it sounds so good to be true. It is. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So this third point, I, it, this is really something, you know, I've done this a lot. Okay? Yeah. If so, it's a new vehicle. Right. If it's, for, a, if it's a new vehicle. If it's a new vehicle. So if it's a, uh, if it's a new vehicle and you found exactly what you want, I have a Nissan well, Pathfinder. Whatever now, it go is, to Nissan. go to the manufacturer's website. Go to the website. manufacturer's website. And find up to 10 dealerships within a, say, 200 to 500 mile radius where you live. Then you're going to take those dealers and right. you're going to contact each one, mm-hmm. preferably by email because you want to get everything in writing. But you can initially, you know, talk to them over the phone and tell them, precisely what you want. Now, here's here's the kicker on this. You want to get the drive-out price in writing via email. Do not even tell them whether or not you're considering a trade-in. That's just say right. that's not relevant for, for the discussion no, not, right now. Not you're yet. just looking for the best price. Uh, you may or may not trade in. That's all they need to know. Okay. So once you get that price, take the lowest price and let all the other dealerships know it. Do this two or three times and you know you're going to find you found more or less the lowest price when they're only coming back and dropping maybe $100. At that point, go to the closest lo- dealer, the local dealer, see if they'll match it. Sometimes they will. Other times they'll say, no, nah, we can't match that. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> which right. is fine. Then in which case, go to, go to the, another one. I've so. done this over and over, Sean. And I yeah. mean, from the time I begin to the time I'm done doing this, there's about a $5,000 difference. I yeah. am amazed. And, and we're talking, y'all, just a couple weeks. Yeah. So that's, this is why it's so important to follow this process, to not buy that car that first day. Mm-hmm. You, you are literally throwing five, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 just – you're just throwing it away. Right. Okay. So all right. number, number four, four, get educated. Oh, I, so you, all along the way during mm-hmm. this process, you want to get educated. So obviously this video is intended to try to help you with that, but there are also some other really awesome channels that and you are know, more dedicated. I love the, yeah, I love, I love, I love, by the way, I, you, when we were starting this video, it was one of these that I watched. I said, they do such a great job. They're a father-son team. Yeah. Father-in-law, well, son-in-law, close right. enough. But um, YAA, uh, go on YouTube and put in YAA car buying. Yeah. And, and they're really fun to watch too. They, they have about 10 or 15 minute videos. Yep. And they go through all of the the things you need to be thinking about, tricks and, all the, and techniques that car dealerships yes. will use. They yeah. uh, they've even done some almost like mock scenarios <clears throat> where where the dad kind of pretends like he's the dealership, you know, the car salesman guy, or he's the finance manager. And so they go through in more detail on a lot of things that we've kind of alluded to on this. So I think that's another really good one is go through and and just learn how you know the uh, tricks and and these add-ons and all this other nonsense stuff that they're that, just trying to make money. That's because the dad on. was in the car. He's been in yeah. the car business for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, some examples they'll give you, and I'm going to give you right now, is is don't ever buy a car just on car payment. Yeah. That, that, that's the crazy. The price is what actually matters. Right, right, because the car payment, even though you may be buying a car on payment, what interest rate are they charging? How long are the terms? Yep. Okay, yep. they really hark a lot on this on that on that mm-hmm. program about the extended warranties and right. and how what a huge markup and pain, pain protection. protection right yeah yeah just, so these extras all have a lot of markup and you just you just don't need them stay away high from markup that. and little to no value mm-hmm. so number five do not allow emotions 
at all to play into the vehicle deal. I know that's, right. that's hard, but you've heard me say over and over that emotions have no place in financial transactions. That's you, right. You just they just don't have a place in it. Don't let the car person manipulate you, folks. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be putting down. There's some good car salespeople yeah. that even go to our church. But they will try to be your best friend. Oh, they will yeah. tell you what you want to hear. Yep. Like Bob's been in the investment industry a long time, and he's heard it countless times of, well, what is it you do? Like, oh, that's how, that's really, I really need to, I really need to talk to you about that. I really need to do some financial planning or, you know, I, I, I like that you guys are a Christian company. I really want to work that. And then weird how after Bob bought the car that they never called him. Never they one just time. disappeared. I've, I've <laughs> never had it happen one single Time. Yeah, so. but they're saying all this. They're doing this because they're paid on a commission. They have a significant conflict of interest to do what's in their best interest monetarily and not yours. All the way down to signing the paperwork in the finance office where they try to sell you more. So that sales guy is not your lifeline to make sure that the finance manager isn't raking you over the coals. They're still trying to close that deal. And they're trying to sell you those extras. The finance yep. manager gets paid based on that, too. So throughout the whole thing, it's just you're spending extra thousands and thousands of dollars if you don't follow yeah. these guidelines that we're putting in place for you. Yep. Okay, So uh, be on your guard yeah. and be very suspicious yeah. until you are finally home with the new car yeah, right. or the new, new to you car. I, and, and unfortunately, I'm sorry you have to do that, but yeah. you have to. Okay, number six, do everything online if possible. This yep. is where I said in the beginning, you go find the car that you want. But from that point, the only time you should step into the dealership again would be the day you buy it. Yeah, or you're okay. picking up the vehicle. Maybe you even sign the paperwork electronically, and so you're just you're just walking in to pick up the keys and, get a, so, and get a copy of the executed paperwork. So many benefits to doing that. You know, you're, 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 the emotions are not there. The price transparency is. You're not yep. under pressure. Um, it's a lot have, more convenient. Right. You get to read all the paperwork. Yep. Yeah. The speed, you get the selection of yeah. the vehicle that you want. So there's so many benefits to buying that, yep. that car online. And then we come down to the seventh, and I think one of the most important points of buying Pray. a car because it is one of the largest mm -hmm. purchases you do in your life besides your home. Pray about the decision. Yes. Because this is not a decision that you should be making quickly. This is not a decision that you should be making under pressure. There is no emergency to buy that car. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how good you the car people, salespeople think the deal is. And if it's broken down, you can go rent a car for a exactly. few days. So okay. pray about it. Seek wise counsel from someone with your best interest in mind, not a salesperson. And, and integrate, because it's such a large purchase today, it needs to be integrated into a financial plan. That's right. In, in my opinion. As we get to the point, like I said in the beginning... Over the years, vehicle purchases have cost people many hundreds of thousands of yep. dollars and lost net worth in the future. Yep, without anything really to show for it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Buying vehicles is usually the second largest expenditure that most people will make in life besides buying a home. So let's end on the scripture we started. That's right. James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given to you. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to post stuff in the comments. If there's any other topics that you want us to cover, it doesn't have to be about investments. If we can tie it to finance, we're happy to help. Thanks. God bless. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA, Christian Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor registered with the SEC.
Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the hosts, Bob Barber and Sean Peters, and their guests. Bob and Sean do not provide tax advice and encourage you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.